Welcome to the Everyday Marketer Podcast, where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. And well, because we sometimes start the podcast episode by talking about food, uh, you can probably guess it. Yes, I've been eating tacos at taco stands, but Jonathan, a little more interesting than my food selection. You have been cooking up some serious meals on the grill. What do you got cooking over there at your house these days? Uh, well, tonight I've been marinating for about 24 hours now. I made a homemade, uh, like a ginger, like a fresh garlic and ginger, uh, like an Asian type marinade for some chicken. I'm going to cook oh. that on the grill and then do some uh, like hibachi vegetables and some rice. But uh, what? while I was in Stop Texas... It. I, uh, I think I sent you, I think I did some mahi-mahi on cedar planks. Um, it's that time of year. You where send the it to me the night I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be like eating mac and cheese. I'll be like eating craft mac and cheese with my kids. And Jonathan's like, like just whip this up. So yeah. And those, but the cool thing about yeah, those are, I was. The cool thing about those is they're easy to whip up. That fish cooks quick and it's an easy, simple recipe, but. I know, but I'm Whatever. not to dig Don't Kraft mac and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese is pretty, pretty I was angry. You're angry? angry. I was, yeah, I was angry. I was jealous. I just need to confess that here on the podcast. I thought mean things about you. Well, I will make you a deal. You didn't send me any hot fish. The next time I'm in the Springs, I will cook you hot fish on cedar planks over your fire pit. You heard it, folks. I received that. I think we can end the podcast episode right here. That's all I wanted to do was push Jonathan into a public commitment. You heard it here. Um, I was like, in the actually, podcast, go get a nothing. plane ticket. We'll pick this episode up when you're in Colorado and we're eating hot fish on my on my fire pit. Well, Just guys, we're back. Crackling over the fire. So uh, actually, food has next to nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Um, there's really no great segue, but... Um, at this moment, I'm shaking in my vans or my boots, metaphorically, because we start podcast episodes and we have a message you're going to throw my way. We're going to continue today. Um, we're talking about advertising. We talked about relational or organic advertising. Today, we are going to talk about the other side of the coin, which is paid advertising, which honestly, I'm just really going to interview Jonathan. I think this is one that you've learned a whole lot more than I have on it. Um, but we can't get around this marketing message. You're going to throw me something. I have no idea what's coming. I'm going to analyze it. We may come to a different opinion on it. So I'm sorry. I think it's that time. I'm sorry in advance oh, for no. this. Oh, no. Analyze that. Screen share. Okay. Uh, so this is a lay. There's, there's, some, there's some writing above it. I'm disoriented seeing this. This is an old Lay's potato chip um, advertisement. There's a huge snake. Uh, there's there's somebody I honestly cannot tell uh, the identity of this person that's eating that. And they're old school Lay's potato chips, like from the seventies. It looks like. So man, I bet you can't eat just one. Here's the reality. I know that feeling. I don't think that's a good advertisement today because, like, a lot of people want to lose weight. A lot of people want to eat better and cleaner. And I look at this whole bag of potato chips and I just think about all the shameful, regretful times where I have eaten a whole bag of potato chips and felt terrible. So I actually don't think bet you can't eat just one is a good advertisement. Then the person super creepy on this 
Then there's a massive snake hanging from a tree. So, uh, man, I, I think I'm out because I may want to eat just a handful of these um, because I do not want to have gut rot afterwards. Jonathan, uh, what in the world do you see when you see this? I don't like the visual of the ad, but I researched this extensively. And if you can look beyond the creepy surface of the snake and the caveman with the blonde hair, which is what that is, it's supposed to be a Neanderthal. Um, and what the advertisement is speaking to is that Lay's was being very honest when they were talking about their chips being junk food and having addictive properties that you, that if you were in that situation, you would, you would keep eating chips regardless of the health factors in the chips, or even if there was some sort of venomous snake about to attack you. So here's, that's here's literally the what like, they went for. So the ad is very honest. It is honest. The question is, what are you actually selling? And so if you are selling a bag of chips, you would love to get to the bottom of, I think this works well for maybe 50% of people that are like, man, I'm about to crush this. But I think a lot of people these days want to eat in moderation and that kind of the health food movement. Um, I actually want to eat chips that I could eat a, just a few or put them on guac or something like that. So to me, I feel like, especially where I live in Colorado, a lot of health nuts, I feel like this is geared for people in a particular uh, part of the country that probably don't care as much about health than like kind of Mountain West, Pacific Northwest, Met. So anyway, not to analyze it too much. I just, I think it misses the mark here and it looks like it's from the seventies to me. And so like old stale crusty chips. It's an old ad and it was done to research. And so what it was, the ad is honest and it was just playing to people's honesty. I don't think it translates today. Nothing about that ad translates today for everything you said. It's the closest thing to it that works today is like Pringles says like, once you pop, you don't stop. And even they have those little tiny, like third of a cans now. That's right. Yeah. So I think it's That's a good right. ad. I don't think it translates, but I just found it interesting that the visual is awful, but they were very honest with it. When I read through more of the text that's up there, they were, whoever did the ad campaign for that decided that we're going to be really honest about our product and just hope that it works. And it worked. I I appreciate the honesty, yeah. but I don't receive that. I, I, would I probably have, haven't eaten a bag of greasy Lay's chips in two years. I would have gone and said, here, just here, eat these. <laughs> like, there you go. Speak for itself. Eat them. Yep. Yep. Again, pain points. What's the pain point you're going toward? And I think a lot of people today are in the pain point of, man, I'm, I'm eating more than I'm burning. And I just want a little bit in moderation. So the world changes. And I think that's one thing to pay attention to in marketing is that our world is dynamic, uh, not static. So I think we could have messaged to loneliness a little bit before COVID. But I think right now, we need a message to the pain point of loneliness. Therefore, we can lead people back to community. I think that's something that almost any business or organization can, you know, quote unquote, sell toward or gather toward. So for another day, but that's always a fun thing, I think, for us, because we're analyzing at a moment's notice. I mean, snap judgments, right? We're driving in the car. And I'm like, Oh, what is that? Um, we're seeing it come across our phone. Now Netflix has added a feature whenever you pause, I don't know if you noticed, or YouTube, whenever you pause, a new ad comes down, it doesn't even have to get to that. So when I thought we couldn't be added out anymore, we suddenly are. So I think we're growing more skeptical with the day. And that is a great transition into our seg or into a part of our series today being advertised out. Before we do, I want to ask you a question though, when it comes to a paid ad, when it comes to this and things translating and relating, that was a good, it ties into today's conversation. 
Um, because you said the world has changed and it's continually changing. And if you don't keep your head somewhat on a swivel, you may find yourself stuck on the side of a mountain with no way up or no way down because the surroundings and around you have there. changed. What do you mean? What do you mean? The swivel, the swivel head, dig into that. Paying attention to the, the, this surroundings, your surroundings that are outside of your control, that the only thing you can control is to, is to pay attention to your audience changes, uh, cultural shifts, um, seasonal changes. You have to be aware of those because those are going to determine your messaging and the path you're taking to get from January to December at the end of each year when it comes to growing your business. If you don't pay attention to those, you can find yourself stuck on the side of a mountain with no way up or no way down. Got it. Like your right, messaging good. may not change. I just want to make sure you're clear. Yeah, but your delivery tactics will change. How you deliver and how you navigate will change based on what's going on out here. You guys can't see this, but I'm awkwardly waving my hands off to the side. Spirit fingers. No, I, I think we need to, the reason I want to bring Jonathan back to that, guys, we have to be really clear that our world is constantly mm -hmm. changing and therefore, the context of where these ads are landing is constantly changing. So if you used to advertise, let's say, on a medium that is disappearing, then no matter how good the ad is, you've put it into the wrong place. Um, and so I think constantly we're asking, even things like, how long do people listen to podcasts? You'll notice these are pretty short episodes because who we are going toward is a busy leader. They don't have all that much time. They maybe go on a 20-minute run or walk. That's a perfect amount of time to consume this podcast. Joe Rogan or somebody else can go for an hour and a half or longer episodes, long form works. But for who we're trying to aim at in this moment, in this context, the busyness of their lives, we've aimed, we've aimed at 20 minutes. Keep your head on a swivel or you may get stuck. And I think that's a really important point. So for, so for, for example, and we're talking about paid advertisement. So we're going to talk into what it, what, when you should, how you should go about doing this the best way where we are right now in 2021, Alan, you're, you're, we're going to run an ad for an experience that's coming up. Are we messaging it to, we're going to talk to the pain point of loneliness. Are we going to message it to, are we going to pay to message it based on external factors and what we know of our audience? Are we going to message it to you are lonely or we know you have, or, or we know this has been a lonely season for you. You are lonely or we know this has been a lonely season. I think we can start with we know this has been a lonely season because people will raise their hands. Uh, people want to be part of a community. People want to, I'm constantly reassuring people you're normal, right? Like if you're feeling lonely right now, you're normal. That's all of us. So I think that speaks to just this human need. We need to be protected. We need to be in a tribe. And so to say, hey, you're not a freak. This has been a lonely season. And if you find yourself being lonely in this season, then you are totally normal. However, don't stay there, right? Because we don't want to just normalize something. We want to make sure that we say you are normal. However, we have a solution. It solves or soothes your problem. So I think that's the basis for that. Now, Jonathan, help demystify paid advertising for us for a second, because Anybody listening here, if you have $0 to spend, you're sharing with friends, you're texting people, we hope you have a simple email list, you're sending out the updates of that, you have some social media, those are all things you can do for free. So when is the time when you actually start paying for advertising? When you start to feel that you've got some engagement, 
and people are consistently interacting with with your items. And again, I'm using us as a test case, and this has worked well for us in the past. You can make the argument that you can start tomorrow and say, I'm going to, I don't have the money, but I'm going to find a way to commit to spending $300 a month or whatever. Um, you, you can make an argument for that, but I don't agree with it. Um, we're saying you're at a point now where you've put content out, you have an idea of what your, what your audience likes, what they engage with, where they do, and you want to move people over to an email list to receive some offering that you have that you want to give them to start them on the customer journey. If you don't know what the customer journey is, go back a few episodes and listen to an episode about the customer journey because that will make more sense and then come back and pick up right here. Um, this is when you say, okay, we're going to make a, we're going to run a paid ad. We're going to, we know who this thing is for. We're going to throw some dollars at it. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, we're going to be specific to who they are. And we're going to set with the goal of moving them across and bringing in using what we know about the people that are, that we're organically reaching to reach people that don't know us yet. That's what paid advertising mm -hmm. is going to do. It's going to step you out one and two degrees beyond Boom. those that know you. Boom. Questions. Do you want to nurture people who you already know and give them an offering? That's where if you already know the person, then craft your message well. And that matters. We speak to that a lot. Words change worlds. Um, speak to the right thing. Speak to the pain points. Hone your message well. You don't need money for that to nurture people that you already know. However, when you need money, maybe like you say, we want to expand in that even beyond that, there's relational reach that you can still do for free. Hey, if you are a fan of this, if this is changing your life, would you mind sharing? It's kind of a nice bridge to that. But uh, I, I want to camp on one thing that you said, start small. It's easy to think, oh, let's just throw money at the problem. The reality is if your thing isn't good or effective or helpful to people, doesn't solve a pain point, doesn't matter how much money you throw at it, it's never going to make that amount up. It's just going to be a bigger gap. So start with small bets. We've, I think, started with $5 advertising before. We've done a lot of $20 advertising to reach new people. And you can also guide people to something that doesn't cost anything. It can be a free lead magnet, a PDF of some kind, so that you can get their email, so you can have permission marketing, so you can regularly interact with them. So, man, there's all kinds of lies. What what are some some lies here, Jonathan, or some illusions about paid marketing? Uh, I mean, one of the biggest ones is I don't like to throw in dollar amounts, but it's 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 different from people to people. But I think one of the big lies is you have to spend tons of money on paid advertising, and we've proven that to be false. Like some, over and over, some people over won't again. even do it unless it's like two thousand like 2000 a month ad spend and little little companies us included are like what are you kidding me and so if that's the barrier when you say a lot of money again there's range there yes 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 Jonathan keep going um you don't have to spend tons of money and i think i'm going to tie this back to excellence depending on your market if you're a local brick and mortar business you're going to have to spend some more money because your ads you're not reaching outside of your community. You're not going to, I'm not going to Charlotte, North Carolina to draw people to come have their car detailed at my local car wash here in Virginia beach. Right. I'm going to stay within a certain, a certain radius. And so that's going to be, that's going to drive your cost up some, but you can still keep them, keep them lower. Whereas to say a company who's selling digital services across the country, you have a little bit more wiggle room there because your, your backyard is literally, you know, 
those that meet your criteria in the United States. So there's some there's some variance there. So don't think when we tell you, you don't spend a ton of money that, oh, I'm trying to reach a thousand people in my community. Well, that may cost you a bit more because it's going to cost more because you're dealing with few people. You're dealing with a fewer audience pool. That's another conversation. But you don't have to spend, you don't have to go broke paying for advertising. You could you could set up an ongoing ad to promote your business for $10 a day and let it go. And every time it hits $50, it'll bill you and just let it run concurrently to pump your local business out to a 30 mile ring around where you are to people that meet your criteria. And if you spend time creating a well-crafted piece of content that's relational and that speaks to a pain point and messages who you are, why you care and how you can help, you'll see a return on that. That ties back to relational marketing. That's where that comes into play here. You can take content that you put out that's very relational and then go back and say, this was doing really well. Maybe we should take what we know about our audience and actually pay and pay to run an advertisement on this. Take that video that we did that was really well. Take that short form post that we did that was done really well and put some money behind it and see if we can reach some new people. Yeah, I love that. So if you're hitting a pain point, then you will know it. If there's some engagement, you go, wow. And you don't always know. Some of our podcast episodes do better than the other ones. Some posts just kind of suddenly take off and you think, oh man, I, I didn't think that was anything special. But if it starts to take off, you don't create momentum by throwing the money at it, but you can add that momentum, right? Again, if it's a bad post, you can add all the money you want in the world to it. And eventually it's going to get found out faster if it's bad, if it's hitting more eyeballs, if it's falling flat. So start with small bets, start with free, and then be ready to add a little bit of momentum to that. If you go, this is working, this is good. It's helping people. There's some measure of engagement you can see with every single way that you're marketing. If not, I'd be really careful, right? If you can't see any level of that. So just kind of a side note, if you're working with a large agency, they're probably going to keep the numbers mystified for you. I've seen it before where it's like, well, we can't really see how this returns. Be really careful of throwing money at anything you can't see engagement from. So even Facebook allows you the ability to go behind the wall and go, oh, this is engaging. These are clicks. What, whatever kind of that way of seeing it is, make sure you understand the engagement piece ahead of time and study so you're not just throwing money at it. Before it was boost this post. Before people knew how to advertise on Facebook, boosting posts, and then there was this moment where everyone's like, wait a minute, boosting a post is just a waste of money. You're just padding Facebook executives' retirement accounts when you do that, guys. So don't just boost the post. Know what you're doing. And so for me, knowing what I'm doing is actually Jonathan um, doing that work as well, right? So know your space. You may not be the person to do it. Somebody else may be able to figure out, maybe a small agency can help you post those or whatever. So I think I have probably more cautions in this space, Jonathan, than I do like, go for it. Here's the thing to do. What else would you tell people if they're looking to invest some money in paid advertising? I would say, let your audience tell you what's working. Go look at your competitors. I don't, and I, I hesitate to use the word competitors. Um, Yes, they are. You're vying for the same ground in the market space, but go look and see what they're doing. If you're if we're talking about Facebook, Facebook has an ad library that you can go and just Google Facebook ads library and it'll pull up and you can see every single Facebook ad that's ever been run and currently running. And you can type in organizations that are similar to you and see what their ads look like and see how they built them, how they crafted them. And that's one way to learn how to do it. Go look at what other successful ads have done, which ones aren't working well and say, hmm, okay, that's a, that's how I could do this better. Um, go 
go camp out on their, on their profiles and look and see there's nothing wrong with it. Chances are, if you have any sort of following on social media, someone's doing it to you too. So use those tools to your advantage. And there's not, it's not wrong with it. There's a terminology called social listening where you go and see what people are doing to see how you could do it differently or learn how they're doing it to, to add, you know, add relevance to the larger, the larger narrative. Um, and then be strategic. We have a rule where when we promote something, we don't promote every single post. Like, and we don't, we don't market directly with every single piece of content. Three out of every four will be just relational value. What's going on, something to think about, thought-provoking, a link to go read something. The fourth one will be, oh, by the way, if you've enjoyed this, you may consider investing in this tool. Or you may consider applying for this experience. Or if you are wondering how to you know, increase your um, presence through paid advertising, we would like to help you with a workshop, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so it's not everything because people don't like to be sold to. So when you decide to run advertising and you're just starting out and don't have a lot of money, don't think you have to post and boost everything. You can pick one out of every four and just experiment. And maybe one more reminder, guys, all advertising that's paid is not online. And I know everybody's like, oh, you know, social media ads and swipe up for this thing. But we pay in postage to be able to send notes to people's homes, to be able to send socks to people's homes, to be able to send free journals to people's homes because we believe in that product. We've created the right setup journal. So I just want to remind you, there's ways you can spend money. And by ad spend, let's actually call it ad investment because every investment is based on delayed gratification. And when you invest in this part of your company, when you've invested in good content creation, when you've invested in a good piece, like a lead generating PDF of some sort, you've invested in the time to be able to do this, then you're going to start to see some returns. And we're not telling you how big, but you're going to start to see some returns when you're intentional. Again, do the relational advertising first, and then you add some speed to it and a little bit of efficiency. I like that. And, and make sure it's effective first, then it's efficient. Jonathan, the big three, we want to talk opportunity, challenge, takeaway, throw at your big guy. The opportunity, the opportunity is here. The opportunity is an expanded network, uh, a bigger impact, because the minute you pay for something, you're utilizing the tools of that platform that are a premium feature to then take your content and push it out farther. Um, but you have to do work on the back end to make sure it's good. You know, don't just, don't just, rush into something and say, you know what, I've got 30 minutes, I'm going to craft this ad real quick without any thought and any research and put it out there, spend some time that that speaks to a content strategy. Um, but the opportunity is a, an expanded reach and impact and the ability to build new relationships that you can then nurture through relational and organic marketing, more value to create vision carriers of your brand, and to, and to continue to grow at a sustainable clip. Opportunity, I'd say reach somebody you didn't already know with a life-changing message. Let's not forget, you guys are in this, you're listening, you're watching, because this is a life-changing message. And you can reach friends of friends uh, by referrals, but if there's somebody that just doesn't have a connection to you, uh, this is a great way to do it. Jonathan, what's the challenge? It's a journey. It's ever-changing. Like I said, back to the beginning, you've got to keep your head on a swivel. Um, that's not exhausting. It's going to require you to be proactive and pay attention to what you pay attention to because you know the message that you have is largely not going to change, right? And who you're reaching is largely not going to change, but your delivery methods and how you communicate what you're delivering will change based on things that are out of your control and you have to adapt to them. Otherwise, you'll be frustrated 
you'll think that things aren't working and you may have just some minor shifts to make because you've just found yourself stuck on the side of a mountain with no way up because the fog's rolled in. I, I want to give it a really simple challenge here, but I think the challenge is actually to not go broke and not spend too much money advertising just because you are convinced, oh yeah, we need to do some marketing. We need to do some advertising. We better put some money towards sales. And I actually think what's at the core of that is fear. I think we throw too much money away because, well, if I, if this thing doesn't get out there and grow huge, then I, and so I think back to Jonathan's statement just a minute or two ago, make sure this isn't an emotional decision. You've researched it. Either you know what you're doing or you get somebody else on your team who really knows what they're doing and becomes kind of a pseudo expert in this. I think the challenge is how do we not go broke because we're assuming that you're bootstrapping part or all of this business or this message or this nonprofit or this church. Uh, let's throw that last question to you, man. Take away trust what the process. Is, take away. Sorry, Boom. I just took the words out of your mouth. <laughs> take away. Uh, trust I the process. I wanted to say that, but I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. All I did was I hurt your feelings by stole. not sending you hot fish, and now I stole. Good I thing you're going to make last me hot fish over. Yeah. But um, anyway, that. trust the process. There's a process to it. When you hit publish in a paid ad, you're not going to see instantaneous clicks, likes, comments, shares, and all and downloads. There's a learning curve to a paid ad. So know that the AI is going to, it's going to leak your ad out in phases and it's going to take, it's going to learn because it's trying to figure out what to do with your money. And, and it behooves them for your ad to be as successful as it can, because then you're going to pay more for it, you know? Um, the risk is that it's not going to be successful because you didn't let it run long enough or it's just a crappy ad. Um, I'll be completely honest there. So when you do run it, my advice would be to commit to letting it go for at least five to seven days before you even look at it. Let it go. Publish and walk away. And then come back and look at what it's doing. And if you see that it's not matching up to your analytics and what your audience looks like and your demographic and that sort of thing, then pause it and then reassess. Takeaway. Money doesn't fix your problems. Nope. If your content is not good, you are not hitting pain points, you have not spent enough time on your messaging, you don't know who you are as an organization, you don't know who you're there to help as an organization or a team or a nonprofit or a cause in the world, then it's going to fall flat. Guys, money will not make your message amazing. However, it can speed up an already effective message and make it more efficient. Jonathan, why don't you close us out and... Uh, send me a date for when you're going to send me hot fish. Oh, well, I, I like that. Money is not going to fix your problems. Within a marketing strategy, what it will is clarify and reveal problems that are already existing. It'll make it, it'll make them known or it will help. It's either going to help or it's going to reveal. And in any situation, there's an opportunity there to take your next step to get better. Um, well, guys, these were two really practical conversations. So sit with them. Don't rush through them. And by all means, if you've got questions, there was a link in the show notes here. You can click it. You can record a message. You can follow us on social media. You can email, DM us. We, if you have questions, we want to answer them. Don't feel like any, there's any question that's stupid. Um, I promise you I've asked tons of quote unquote dumb questions and that's how we learn. So we're here to help um, guys. We're always here to help. We believe in these practical conversations, share these and really, and truly you sit with them. You can grow your brand better and more effectively and efficiently and you'll have fun in the process every single day so uh give us a like rating and review those help us are you are you pointing me or are you pointing us out <laughs> i have one thought okay what is better 
than sending a friend hot fish, teaching a man to catch hot fish. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Did you see what I did there? You did you there. We're going to teach you how to hot, how to catch hot, delicious digital fish. Guys, we don't just want to do this process for you. We don't want to just send you a hot fish like Jonathan should have sent me and he neglected to do, but I think there's an episode title there. Long-term. However, snake oil is not the key. Sending hot fish is not the key. Teaching women and men to fish. Guys, that's seriously what we want to help you do. We want to equip you. We have fun in these episodes. We're practical, but know that we were sitting right where you were sitting not that long ago. And we have worked the process. We're seeing some sustainable results. We are not going to lie to you and say, oh, you go to zero to a million by next week. Um, We are actually not even going for volume. We're aiming at the right people. We want to grow at a sustainable pace. We have a message that's burned onto our hearts and we want to transfer that to you guys. So if we can help in any way, please let us know. Eyes, ears, hearts, that's where we want your message to go. We want it to fly out to the world. You're going to have to do some work in the process, but we want to remind you, you've got what it takes. You can do the work. Don't believe that marketing has to be expensive or done by some big company that's mystified it. We want to take it right out there into the open, and we want to help you guys so you can catch hot fish. You heard it, guys. Marketing is like catching hot, delicious fish. We'll teach you how to do it. You guys are great. We'll see you right back here next week on the Everyday Marketer Podcast. Peace.